Welcome to the Donaghclody Parish Podcast. We're an Anglican Evangelical Church committed to glorifying God, preaching the gospel, and making disciples. Let us pray. Lord, we pray tonight that the entrance of your world we give light and understanding to us who are the simple, for we ask in Christ's name. Amen. Tonight we're going to look at the baptism of Jesus as is recorded by Matthew in his gospel, Matthew chapter 3 from verse 13 to 17. I don't know if you remember what happened to you at baptism if you have been baptized. But I remember fully what happened to me when I was baptized because I was not baptized as an infant. Though I was old enough to remember things, yet I did not fully understand what baptism meant. And as I was growing in faith due to various teaching on baptism, I found myself being baptized twice. So I had baptism by sprinkling when I was young, and I had baptism by full immersion, but I'm yet to have baptism by water pistol, something that you see on the internet, especially due to social distancing. But tonight, let us examine the scripture together as we look at my first sermon point, which asks a question, what is baptism? From my Bible reading in Matthew, Uh, chapter 3 from verse 13 to 14, Matthew recorded that Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? What is baptism? Baptism can be explained to be an outward sign of an inward Change. It is a public declaration of belonging to Christ. And the use of water is only a sign. You know, we said it's an outward sign. The use of water is a sign. It doesn't matter whether you are immersed or sprinkled or shot by water gun as long as you are safe from the water pistol shot. What is baptism all about? Reading from an adaptation from our church baptism liturgy, we are reminded that as Christians, and especially in Anglican tradition, we are reminded that ordinary water is used to point to the extraordinary work of God in cleansing us from sin and giving us a new heart to trust and serve him through the death and resurrection of his son. Also, baptism provides a public opportunity to turn to Christ and express a personal trust in him and what he has done for us and to ask for the renewing work of the Holy Spirit. It's good that we can read this together and remind each other whenever we bring children or we bring ourselves forward for baptism. But hear what Apostle Paul explained to us about baptism in Romans chapter 6, verse 1 to 4. Paul said, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. 
We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus, who are baptized into his death, we are therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. That passage by Paul explained to us more about what baptism is all about. Can I say tonight that baptism does not make you a believer? It shows that you are already a believer. It shows that you already believe. By baptism, you are not saved. You are only saved by faith. Your faith in Jesus Christ. That is why at infant baptism, we ask if people can make a statement of faith on behalf of the child that is brought to be baptized with the hope that they will affirm this faith in Christ when they come forward for confirmation. So at baptism, if you've been there before, if you have not been there, listen to questions, some of the questions that we ask at baptism before water is put on this child or on you or before you are immersed. Listen to the questions again. Here are the questions that always come up at baptism. Do you turn to Christ? Do you repent of your sins? Do you reject selfish living and all that is false and unjust? Do you renounce Satan and all evil? These are the questions that we ask people who are the sponsors, people who stand for these children. And if you are standing for yourself, the same question is still there for us this evening, tonight. Let us listen to those questions again and give answers, see if we can answer to them honestly in our hearts. Tonight, as we study about the baptism of Jesus in Matthew chapter 3, let us reflect on our life. Are we going to turn to Christ? Will we repent of our sin? Will we reject selfish living and all that is false and unjust? It is only after we've done this that we can then be baptized. It is only after we have believed in Jesus that baptism can make good meaning to us. After full repentance from sin, then we can have a public declaration of belonging to Christ. And that is what baptism is all about. And that is what it is when we talk about being baptized as believer in Christ Jesus. But from our understanding of what baptism is, looking at the topic of the baptism of Jesus, we can then look at my second point. Why baptism? Why? 
We can ask ourselves the same question, which is the key question in our passage tonight. You see that question in verse 15. Why did Jesus need to be baptized? Because John was doing the baptism for repentance. So why did Jesus need to be baptized? See with me in verse 15. Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. Why did Jesus need to be baptized? The baptism of Jesus by John is necessary to carry out all that God requires. It is necessary to fulfill the promise of God, which is recorded by prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 42. That is the opening verse for our service tonight. It says, here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. Why did Jesus need to be baptized? To fulfill God's promise. It is proper for this to be done, like Jesus said, to fulfill all righteousness. It is necessary to carry out that all that God requires to fulfill exactly, to tell us who this king is. The expected Messiah, the gentle and lowly king, the humble king, the servant king that has come to serve his people. Isaiah recorded that he will not shout or cry or raise his voice in the streets. is gentle with us. The baptism of Jesus was a coronation moment for Jesus. And as John was baptizing people for repentance, we all know that Jesus is not a sinner. He doesn't need to repent from anything. But he has come to John for baptism to fulfill all righteousness, to fulfill everything that the Lord God has said about him. The word of God is true. God has promised to send a savior, the Messiah, who will save us from our sin. It was a, a, a very important moment in Jesus' life. It was a public declaration by God of who Jesus is. Apart from that, baptism also marks us as part of God's family. Baptism marks us as part of God's family. Fortnight ago, I taught from Galatians chapter 4, from verse 4 to 7, about the adoption to sonship and how Jesus identified with those he has come to save. He was born under the law. Do you remember that? And he was born under the law to save those under the law. So it is not surprising that in identifying with us who he has come to save, he decided to go to John to be baptized. And do you see what John said about Jesus in verse 11? Is saying this man, Jesus Christ himself, will baptize people who believe in him with the Holy Spirit and fire. Therefore, we can say baptism marks us 
as a part of the family. It shows our belonging in God's kingdom. And Paul testified to this in 1 Corinthians. Paul said, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ, for we are all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Baptism unites us in a single family. After thinking about what baptism is all about and why Jesus has to be baptized, we can also see that baptism does not only make us to be part of that family, but it helps us to be identified as sons and daughters in that family. When we are baptized, we are publicly declaring that we belong to Jesus and we are part of God's big family. Remember one day a child was being baptized in the church and the rector decided to take the child all around to see the church. The child was looking everywhere because he was being introduced to his new family. It feels welcome and it didn't take long for such children to feel at home in God's family. That is exactly what it looks like whenever we are baptized. We identify with God's family. The baptism, we are made one family with Christ. So baptism shows belonging and Jesus by his baptism as we read in Matthew is to fulfill all righteousness and also identify with the belonging that baptism brings. His baptism united him in faith with other believers. And so does our baptism. It unites us in faith with others who have believed in Christ. When we repent from our sin, when we believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are then baptized into the family of Christ, of God, the household of faith, a physical act which shows to the public that we belong to God. It makes us sons and daughters and even co here in God's kingdom, as Paul puts it in Galatians chapter 4. Finally, as we consider my last point, the essence of baptism. Why do we do it? We learn that the act of baptism is God's way of saying to you and to me that you are mine. I love you. I am well pleased with you. This was evident in the baptism of Jesus, as we can see in verse 16 of Matthew chapter 3. See with me, the Bible says, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw a dove and a lightning on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son, whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. 
for us today. The baptism of Jesus is a clear reminder that we are not saved by baptism. Rather, we are baptized because we believe in Jesus. It reminds us that we need to belong to God because baptism shows belonging. And as we start this new year, as we continue in the year, we are also reminded that through baptism, God loves us. Because baptism is God's way of saying he's well pleased with us. But this will only happen to us when we repent from our sin, when we believe in Jesus, and when we are resolved to follow Jesus all the days of our life. Then we'll be able to hear that last voice. Just as God said and testified about Jesus after his baptism, you'll be able to hear that still voice that says, you're mine. I love you. I am well pleased with you. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the knowledge about the baptism of Jesus and what it means to us as Christians today. Help us, O oh Lord, to put our faith in you and to be able to declare publicly that we belong to you through the baptism. And help us, O oh Lord, to hear that still voice of reassurance at all situations in all time that we are yours, that you are well pleased with us, that you love us. Help us, O oh Lord, for in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Donnacony Parish podcast. We're happy for this teaching to be shared for the advancement of gospel work and to help make disciples. For information about Donnacony Parish, please check out our website www.donnacony.co.uk or find us on social media.